my name is Miriam, your host at the Holy Life Podcast. This space is here to uplift, guide, and encourage you. As you listen in, you'll find relatable experiences, guidance, and practical tips that can help you as you navigate the difficult seasons of change, loss, waiting, whatever season you're in. Together, let's notice the ways in which God is near and how His goodness is still showing up for us in the midst of this season. Hello and welcome to another episode here at the Holy Life Podcast. It's Miriam, your host, and today we have a special guest sharing part of her God's story. Uh, we pray that this encourages you and fills you with hope as you take steps toward Jesus and his word. So friend, welcome. And can you tell us your name and please share a little bit about you? Yeah, um, my name is Shonda Wardrobe. I'm a wife, mother, military spouse, and at church, I'm a four, five, six. That's fourth grade, fifth grade, sixth grade ministry director. So, Get it, girl. Take it and up. She has, yeah. And she has the cutest little children. Oh my <laughs> your family is, I love your family. They're just all so too cute. many. Too many kids. <laughs> How many kids do you have, Shonda? Six. What? Six. You're such a badass. You are. <laughs> and a Navy <laughs> wife. Hat off, my friend. Hat off. <laughs> Thank so, you. You're too kind. Thank you for being here, friend. I'm so happy that you wanted to be on here and share a little bit of your story. I think that your story is just amazing. And I think it's the reason I think um, you are just so wonderful yourself. So I want to know if you can share, please, with us how you first heard about Jesus and the gospel. How did you first hear about God and how did that start? Well, I need to give you a little bit of backstory because it's a little... It's different than most people. You know, most people have like that coming to Jesus moment. Yeah. Something happens. Mine is a little bit up and down. So okay. I was born and raised a Lutheran. I was baptized at three months old. I was brought to the church by my maternal grandmother, like okay. consistently from the time I was four years old on up. You know, I went through Sunday school, confirmation, first mm -hmm. communion. I became an altar girl. My oh, grandma, nice. she was actually my Sunday school teacher, believe it or not, Aww. from kinder to fifth grade. So maybe That's I'm following awesome. in her footsteps. I don't know. Um, she was also the person that laid the foundation for my faith. She told me about Jesus. I saw her walk with him wow. um, in and out of church. You know, my grandma, she was the catalyst for my knowledge of Jesus Christ and his sacrifice on the cross for everyone. She was responsible for bringing my sister and my mother and bringing them up in church, just like me. And, you know, like Proverbs uh, 22, 6, it says, start children off the way they should go. Mm -hmm. And even when they are old, they will not turn from it. And honestly, because of her and that verse, that's how I'm raising my kids. Wow. So she was the one that brought me to God and salvation and all of those things. She was my teacher. Mm, that's so awesome. I love grandma. <laughs> Thank God for good grandmas. Amen. Their, and their legacy of faith that they pass on to us. Seriously, like what would we do without our little grandmas? So tell me, um, what is, I don't know much about like different denominations because, you know, where we go, it's a non-denominational church. Yeah. But what is the Lutheran church about? Because you mentioned confirmation and that sounds like yeah, Catholic because Catholic, right? I, I come from Catholic background a bit. Yeah. 
So Lutheran, they're a break off of Catholicism. I don't know if like back in the day, you remember in history class, like learning about Martin Luther and the Reformation. Uh Yeah, that's what it is. So he broke off. There was just certain things that the Catholic church did that he didn't want to do and didn't believe in. So he made his own church during that entire time. And that's Lutheranism. Lutheranism is a break off of that. Okay. So like we have communion, we have confirmation instead of catechism, it's just Sunday school mm-hmm. instead of priests, they're pastors. Um, oh, okay. We don't confess our sins. So there's a lot of similarities, but then mm-hmm. a lot of things that have also been taken away. We don't pray to saints. It's directly to Jesus. To Jesus. Okay. So yeah, there's a lot of different things, but that's it. Okay. I'm not a historian, so I can't give you too much background because yeah. <laughs> I don't know, but the basic that's the basic okay and so so you mentioned that you there's like up and your faith was like up and down or there were moments of up and down and that your story was just a little bit different tell me about that how yeah how is it different okay so like wow this is like a deep question um (laughs) okay so in order for you to understand like my perspective and everything I need to take it back a little bit so my faith never really wavered (laughs) but it's more of my upbringing. Uh-huh. So my circumstances, um, you probably are already wondering like why my grandma was taking me to church and not my parents. Well, my mother and my father, they divorced when I was three years old. Mm-hmm. My father was in like a nasty custody battle with my mom. He only had visitations on the weekends. And my mom, she was like a roller coaster of a person. Mm-hmm. She suffered with depression. Um, she became an alcoholic for as long as I can remember. Uh, then it turned into a drug addiction. Um, that was really, really bad. My sister, um, and I, we lived in my grandma's house with my mom. And, um, since my mom was barely functioning half the time or she was gone, my grandma basically took on the responsibility of raising us. So growing up with my mom, it was crazy. Like to say the least, uh, very few ups, constant downs. She was abusive to my grandma, my sister, and myself, mentally, verbally, physically. I'm not really going to get into details because there's just like so much to unpack with that. But I think you guys get the picture, right? Yeah. Um, The times that she wasn't yelling, hitting, screaming, or beating someone, or even name calling, um, were few and far in between. Like the Vallejo Police Department, they were regulars at our house, as well as the ambulance. Um, My mother, she was kind of manic because of all the various drugs and alcohol in her system on a daily basis. Mm -hmm. At first, I thought that what I was going through um, was normal and that everyone went through something similar to that. So I kept my home dysfunctions at home and I didn't really speak about any of it. Um, you know, at school I was happy. Everything was normal. I was always getting along fine as if, as if like nothing traumatic was going on in my life, even though like the walls were crumbling down literally. Um, I had to learn how to compartmentalize situations early on. Mm -hmm. Every side of myself kind of fit into its own box. I had school, friends, home, church, my relatives, um, excuse me. Yeah. I think that I was uh, developing like this kind of shame mm. and I needed to keep my mother's antics a secret. Oh wow. Um mainly for fear of people finding out and judging me 
because of her, you know, yeah. or maybe even worse, telling the proper authorities. And then like, there would be consequences, right? My sister and I would be removed from the home, yeah. from each other, from our grandma. So there was a lot of different dynamics at play. But oh, yeah. um, during that time, all I could do was pray. I would go outside, I would ride my bike around the block repeatedly, just praying the entire time. I would pray for peace. I would pray for my mom to seek out help, um, to want to change. But through everything, God showed me that her actions weren't my fault, that they weren't a secret that I had to personally hide. Um, None of what was going on was my responsibility. Mm -hmm. I kept on knowing that circumstances are temporary. Uh, They change with the seasons Mm -hmm. and without a Christ-centered foundation, I would have been utterly and completely lost. Like I can't even imagine how people that don't have that foundation that grow up in a similar circumstance or even worse than mine. I don't know how they get along. Like I just can't imagine. You know, I leaned into my Jesus so much during my childhood and in my adolescence, I knew I wanted nothing to do with drugs, nothing to do with alcohol or nothing to do with sex. I didn't want to wind up like my mother. I learned that through all that occurred, God made me strong. He made me a conqueror. He made me a warrior. Um, I can get through and overcome anything with faith in him. Um, My perspective, it's basically a verse that like I hold dear to my heart, Philippians 4.13. I can do all things through Christ who who strengthens me. Mm. And that's what I cling to. Um, I praise God for my circumstances now. And I don't look back with regret for everything that happened. I look back and I just think like, wow, look where my God brought me from where I was. Mm look where I am now. Like I just look back in awe and from my life, I can see his like amazing love. I I just, I don't know where I would be without him, without my faith. Man. (laughs) Gosh, I'm like in tears. (laughs) No, don't cry. No, it's just, it's so beautiful. I love, I just love like hearing God just showing up for people, you know, and when you're just experiencing what you think is like the pit of hell, you know, like the, the worst of your times. And I'm just so happy that God just showed up for you in such a big way. And, and I'm yeah. so sorry that you had to go through all that. And I, and we've had conversations, we've talked, you know, that we can have, mm-hmm. we have a bit of, you know, similar backgrounds and, but man, for you to have had that foundation and really stick to your faith during your hardest times yeah, what safe. do you think would have happened if you didn't have Jesus in your life? Like, what do you I think don't even want to think about it because it makes me sad. It makes me sad for people that are going through that. And I know they're lost because honestly, if it weren't for faith, I don't know what I would have done. I would have done the same thing that I saw my mom do, I guess, you know, uh, the learned behavior. Mm-hmm. I, I don't, I don't know. Like I, you just grow up in that cycle. And I guess that's what would have happened to me as well. But I had my faith and I knew my God was stronger and I knew he made me stronger. So there was no way that I was going to succumb to the devil and all those things going on, the enemy of my soul. I wasn't going to let him keep my soul. 
my soul belonged to God and that's where it was going to stay. So I, I don't even like to really think about it because it just yeah. makes me like, oh my gosh, Gross. I don't even care about myself because I know it didn't happen. I just care about the people who are actually going through that and yeah. think that there's no way out. Maybe even suicide people, you know, yeah. they, they may commit suicide because they feel yeah. like there's no outlet or nothing's going to change. Yeah. It's really crazy. It is. And sad. And, and it's really sad, but I think um, God knowing that God God can pull us out of that, like at any age is so awesome. And I know that not many people are fortunate enough to have had a grandma that set like a foundation of faith in their lives. But would you say that there's like, no, there's no, um, you, you can't be late to come back to Jesus or to come to Jesus. Right. No, not at all. Not at all. Um, he, that whole parable, the 99 sheep, right? He yeah. leaves the 99 to seek out that one. Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter. And when he finds that one, he puts it on his back. He comes in and he rejoices and he, he gathers the friends and the relatives and everyone celebrates. And he says, look, I have my lost sheep. Yeah. That's God right there in a nutshell. Like he's always going to seek after. He's always going to pursue all we have to do is open up to that free gift yeah yep and how would you like describe in the years that you've been with Christ and walking us you know with him you know growing up with like a difficult you know challenges with your parents I mean how has he revealed himself to you as your father through the gospel as you've grown up Oh my goodness. So I have this one story. I I tell it to like even my growth group, my super six growth group kids. Um, We were learning about testimony and I told them, you know, guys, I have a boring one, but I'll give it to you anyways. So I like to tell this story because, okay, I'll just tell it to you instead of trying to give background. So like when I think about grace, when I think about God, I immediately think about forgiveness, love and acceptance, right? So though, although church was a part of my DNA, I didn't know a life without church, you know, without going, um, being part of something like that. But I can distinctly remember when I personally decided that like, this was for me. It wasn't just a ritual. It wasn't just a place I attended. Um, It was something that was in my heart that I wanted to pursue for myself, a relationship with God. So I was in Sunday school class. I was about five years old. Um, We had a small church. So all the kids from every grade level were being taught in the same room, but with different um, Sunday school materials, right? Mm -hmm. So I was finishing up my worksheet when like out of nowhere, I just started staring at this poster on the wall. Mm -hmm. So my eyes connected with the poster and I walked over to it and I stood in front of it. It was like dead in the middle of the class. Everyone was like pin in hand, right? But I'm standing there staring at the picture and it's the poster of Jesus. It's a European Jesus. He has a lamb next to him and children all around him sitting at his feet every single race that you can think of sitting at his feet Mm -hmm. and um they were in 
in an infinite green field. There was one single tree that was shading them, beautiful flowers all around the field. The sky was crystal blue and sunny. Everyone was smiling and Jesus was reaching out to embrace the children. And, you know, in that moment, as a kid being five years old, I thought about forgiveness. And then I started feeling like this big love, mm-hmm. like an overcoming love all over my being. And I could see and I knew and I felt Jesus accepts all, everyone. It doesn't matter who you are or what you've done. Uh, that was the day that I made the decision to follow him completely. Um, I was there in church to be with my savior, to spend personal time with him at the end of each week. I said yes to God's free gift of grace given through the righteousness of Jesus. And in that moment, God was showing me his grace. You know, I wondered what it would be like to be one of those lucky children in the poster. I was longing to be one of those kids. I really was like, I can feel it right now as I'm telling you. It's so crazy. But now looking back and each time I think about that moment, I feel forgiven. I feel loved and I feel accepted by Jesus. You know, God is a good father. And an instance that I had when I was five, it still exemplifies and illustrates his grace given by his one and only son for me. And I I don't know, like I cling to that. I guess even though I had all that trouble in the past, like that moment is my testimony because that was my choice. It wasn't just a building I was brought to, people that I was around, hymns that I was singing, rituals that I was performing. It was because I wanted to be there and I wanted to be with him. Mm, That's so awesome. What a beautiful story. Thank you for sharing. It's not boring, by the way. It's awesome. <laughs> it's miraculous. Tell you know? I tell the kids. I just say, oh, my grandma took me to church. I saw a poster. <laughs> I'm probably no. giving you a little more detail than I give them. Oh, that's so beautiful <laughs> that that you experienced that. And I think that if we if we take the time to like slow down and kind of think back to those moments. Most of us have that moment, right? Where we have that one moment where God just like said, hey, like I'm real. I'm real and I'm here for you and I want you near me and I love you. So what if, what if someone hasn't found that moment? Like, what do you think you can, how would you encourage someone to like begin to put their faith in Jesus? What do you think is like a simple step they can take? That's a lot because First off, I would start by telling them, you know, First John 4, 8, God is love, right? I love that. He okay. sacrifices everything to seek our faithfulness. He's mm-hmm. gracious. He's compassionate. He gave us the fruits of the spirit, right? He gave us love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. And I believe that's because that's how he operates. Mm-hmm. You know, after all, we do have a triune God, three in one, God, the father, God, the son and God, the Holy spirit. And once we accept Jesus Christ as our personal Lord and savior, that Holy spirit lives within us working on us and our hearts. You know, I think of the Holy spirit as intuition, the instinct, the Mm -hmm. feeling that we get in certain situations to understand something immediately, you know, what is happening. 
out of our conscious reasoning, that good old discernment, right? The ability to judge well, our conscience, our gut instinct, uh, working in and through us so we can be more Christ-like. And with that being said, what I would tell someone or maybe offer up is I would want to pray with people because, you know, there's two types of people. There's believers and there's non-believers, right? So first of all, I want to pray with someone because I don't only want to be a person that says, I will pray for you. I want to be someone that will say, I will pray with you Mm -hmm. so they can be in that moment and feel the moment with me and experience that. I believe in God just as much as I wish you would believe in God. They can see that, you know, that's kind of like what I experienced with my grandmother. So maybe that's why I'm more hands on like that. But then also, since there are two types of people, a non-believer, I would encourage them to start attending church. Yeah. Maybe they can learn more and then they can establish a sense of community somewhere where they belong. And yeah. Yeah. Right. And then if there is a believer um, that I'm talking to, uh, I would encourage them to continually uh, feed on and meditate on the word of Christ. Mm, Like that's something that often gets put on the back burner because life gets so complicated at times and we have a lot of things filling our cup. But when we look back, sometimes there are unnecessary things filling our cup and we don't have enough of Jesus. Right. So I would encourage them in good times and bad times, through the hills, in the valleys, seek out Christ, seek out his word, meditate in his word, you know? You know, know (laughs) can I, can I ask you a a quick question? So as you're sharing about like seeking out Christ and meditating on the word, um, so you're a mom of seven, you're a military wife and you're a ministry director. Sometimes we tend to be very, um, we think that what works for one person works for me. And then when we, it doesn't work for us, we're like, Oh man, then I don't know when, when do you find time? When do you make time to spend, uh, to spend it like reading and like your devotion time? When is that for you? Morning, evening, afternoons, when does that work out for you? It's honestly, whenever I can fit it in Yes, because it doesn't, you know, people try to set a schedule, right. And schedules are good. They're necessary. They're needed. But life isn't a schedule, so it doesn't always work out that way. Wait, did I say you have seven children? Yeah, you did. I was going to correct you, but I didn't want to correct you. Sorry, I just caught myself. (laughs) (laughs) I was going to correct you, but I was like, I'm so sorry. I do, though. My husband is my seventh kid, so kind of, yeah. And you know, I I do do have have another friend that does have seven children. (laughs) She or maybe eight now. I don't God know. But, because six is enough for me. And they're homeschool girl. She is hardcore. Oh, no. I know <sighs> that I think, you know, I confuse that sometimes, but I'm sorry. You were saying that you try to fit it in whenever you can, right? Yes. So if it happens in the morning and I'm up before uh-huh. everybody else and I can get that God moment in, yes, yes. do yeah. do a devotional, be in my word. See, I'm a little bit luckier than other people because I am a ministry director. So I do have to teach to children Bible stories. So that is another good way for me to get in the word too when I'm preparing my lessons because they're Bible stories. A lot of them I learned when I was a kid. Of course, you have them in the back of your brain. But when you look to them as an adult, you can see them in so many different ways. Like it's not so cut and dry as it was before. Yeah. There's depth 
to the stories and there's an actual deeper meaning to those stories. Um, Before bed is a good one too. I get it in then, Um, you know, funny in the shower. I know that's not reading the Bible, but that's a good place to meditate and to be with God. Same. I, and you know what, the more I talk to women, they always say the shower, the shower, (laughs) or when they're blowing, blow drying their hair. Good. I'm not weird then. Okay. <laughs> You're not weird. You are so I I was strange. I was like, like, I I <laughs> You're not alone, my friend. We all do it. Good. Man. Yeah. Well, gosh, Shonda, thank you so much for sharing with us. I really, really appreciate you and sharing your story. I know it takes so much courage and, and I just love that you wanted to share. Is there anything else that we left out that you want to share? I don't know. Last- no, I don't think so. What? no but thank you for having me I know we need to do more of these for sure for sure it was so much fun I feel like so cool now you are so cool friend I'm so I'm (laughs) so honored that you came on here and no I'm honored let me ask you a quick question before we wrap it up would Mm -hmm. you would you share would you pray right now okay like a salvation prayer so that whoever's listening can come to Christ. Yes. Yeah. Can you do that? And then, and then I'll close this off uh, whenever you're done praying. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Okay. So let's begin. Um, God, we come before you and we ask that anyone who is a sinner, that they repent and you seek them out, find their hearts know their hearts, keep them close to you, Lord. And even if they don't repent, just like those 99 in the parable that I told before from Jesus, you seek them out, Lord. You can find them. You will always bring them back to you. Please do that. We know you love everyone. We know you love us. And we just thank you for everything that you do. Jesus name. Amen. Amen. And if you find yourself listening to this message, listener, friend, sister, brother, know that God is already seeking you out. If you are curious to listen in on this episode is because something in you is drawing you near and the simple response of your heart needs to be God. I'm a sinner. I'm a sinner and I believe that Jesus came to save me and deliver me from my sins. I accept you, Jesus, as my Lord and Savior. Just be the author of my life and be my friend. And I welcome you into my heart. Just change my life in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. And that's all you have to say. It's that simple. And then you do have to take steps forward to learn about Jesus and his word. Um, I want to thank you again, Shonda, and I want to thank you, friend, sister, brother, listener. I want to thank you for stopping by, and I want to remind you to not miss another episode, so make sure you're following, okay, so that you don't miss future episodes with more guests and just more stories and more testimonies. Thank you again for listening in to the Holy Life Podcast. Take care. Thank you so much for tuning in to the Holy Life Podcast. Share this episode with a friend who needs some encouragement today. Don't forget to subscribe so you don't miss any future episodes. And please follow us on Instagram at the Holy Life Coach.